This podcast contains the best of those bad words and may contain difficult discussions of all things related to love, particularly the bad parts. Let's face it, Tamu, we are cynical about all things love. Is that why we're single? Nope. Is it because we're bad at love? Maybe all things love are bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not easy being a single millennial. Or a breakdancing Gen Xer. Each of us have our different challenges nowadays. I'm on a mission to open myself up and break a long dry spell. And I'm probably just going to stumble upon it and light it on fire. Join us as we explore the world of love, including movies, books, songs, video games, pop culture, relationships, race, and so much more. And as we try to figure out just how bad love really is. Theme song! Hello and welcome to Bad at Love. Every time I still think it's trashy book now. I know. I almost said it and then I was thinking... No, not that. What is the name of our podcast? What is the name of our podcast? We're really going to have to put that on something so that we know what the hell we're doing. It's going to take some time as we transition through this this new experience. For sure, for sure. Which, by the way, thank you for all of you who have moved yourselves properly from the trashy book nook over to Bad at Love. If you haven't, get on the stick, people. (laughs) Yeah, because they're hearing us say it right now. It's over. Trashy book nook (laughs) is unfortunately... Dead. Deceased. It did. It exists no more. That is correct. But it lives on through us and through your earballs. And unfortunately, you can never erase some of the memories that we put into your mind. At least they didn't have to see it, actually. It's all your imagination, so it's your fault, really. Well, I I mean, if I if the author was a good author and wrote very vividly (laughs) and expressively, it wouldn't be. It would be It's true. Yeah. It's very true. I was going through my head while I was driving here. I was thinking of um, some of the books that we had listened or we had read and talked about. And I was trying to debate what the last one was because I couldn't remember the exact last one. Just I was just rethinking about how ridiculous these plot, those plot lines really were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Good times. Fun good times. times. <laughs> fun times. So how have you been? We just got the news about Elba deciding to uh, get engaged. So literally, guys, as we were getting set up for today, this thing pops up. For some reason, I have notifications from Pop Sugar popping up on my uh, laptop, and it says, Idris Elba is engaged. And by the time you're listening to this, obviously, it's like a month later, mm. but it still is going to be fresh in, 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 my, in my heart, and the wound will still be there that... He is going to be off of the market, and um, I missed my chance, so. I legitimately, when we were writing out our goals for this podcast as we were transitioning, I had written in for after 12 months that you would be engaged to him. I know it was a joke, but there was a small part of me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, but what if it happens? Amazing! And... Yeah, so to start off the podcast, I was like, well, that's one thing that didn't come to fruition. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's honestly appropriate as we go forward, and especially with the theme of today, mm. talking about, you know... Being bad at love. Being bad at love <laughs> and our previous heartbreaks. And so this will just go chalk that up under there. I mean, 
you know, it's cool. I, I knew I would never meet Idris Elba, and he'd never fall in love oh, with you, me. You, that's not true. He's coming here. He was here. Good luck. Congratulations, Idris. The best woman won, I guess, because I'm not in England. So there you go. <laughs> would you, if you met him and he started talking to you, would you put on a fake accent? No. Like why just would on I? accident? Because sometimes I feel like, like when you get really excited, all of a sudden you just, it might just come out without you even thinking. No, I would just hope that words would come out of my face that made sense. <laughs> And I like, and then my hands stayed in place, and then try to go to abs or some other weird. <laughs> would you try to act as normal as possible, or do you think you would come out and just say, "Hey, like I just really enjoy no, you I would as an actor." Never fangirl at all. I would try my best to be normal. I feel like still the only person, and unfortunately, that'll never happen either. Is Prince that I'd probably mm. lose all sorts of um, cool. I'd lose everything, like my pants. You'd probably lose it now if you did. If I was wearing a wig, I'd snatch the wig off and throw it. Like, the whole thing would be... You'd throw off your wig? Well, if it was... Yeah, if I had it, I'd be like, oh my God, Prince, snatch the wig off, throw it. Like, I can't believe it. Uh, (laughs) I just didn't know if it was like a thing to be like... And he'd be like... Thanks for the wig. Girl, here's your wig. And I'd be like, thanks, Prince. Would you have him sign it? He might laugh at it, though. I think he'd be like, this bitch is crazy. I don't know. He was a new girl. (laughs) Yeah, but he'd still be like, this bitch is crazy. And I don't know if that wig is sanitary, but whatever. So, yeah. But he'd be the only one one I would lose it for. And probably still because now it would be a ghost visit me. But we know in that last book we read about ghosts. It's possible. That's the book I was thinking about, too, when I'm the way over. You mean the book that I was telling you about the other day? You were telling me, but I was rethinking about it. Again, though, on the way over here, I was just thinking about how fucking ghosts. Ghosts, you guys. Ghosts. Am I right? So, so so far, it's been a great day for me. (laughs) It's going to get even better as we continue forward. Well, obviously, because now you'll have some time to get over him and find a new celebrity crush that you will never meet. And I'll never not stop crushing on him. Oh, no. God, no. I mean, when I found out Neil Patrick Harris was gay, it did not stop me. He's still in my room as a a fixture. Sure, but that can never happen. I don't know. In my wildest dreams, it could. I might still have a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could <laughs> technically do this. You cannot. Like, that is a no-win sitch. I don't know. So that's your choice. I, I, he's the only man that I would get pregnant for. I, I would be the surrogate. Yeah, I, I don't care. Say. I'd be like, I am a part of the family now. Like, that is my only. Yeah. Run, Neil. Run. <laughs> this bitch going to be like, oh, my God. Yesterday, I was watching this thing on Dr. Phil, and I know I'm sidebarring it, but we were watching this thing on Dr. Phil, and this woman believed that she was married to Tyler Perry. What? And she had been giving Tyler Perry all this money, like $100,000 online, and she also believed that she was the mother of his baby because somehow her eggs were um, taken out of her and implanted into somebody else. That sounds so bad. My God, that poor woman. Oh, that poor woman. So, 
Look out, Neil. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, that's not me. <laughs> I know the crazy speak is coming out when sure. I'm speaking it. Sure. I don't sure. truly believe it. There's yeah. just like and nothing that anyone, it's like a like, fanfic going on. Her kids were on the show and they were like, "Listen, this." Is, and Doctor Phil is like, "This is a Nigerian scam. You know, you've been scammed by this." Aww. And she's like, "Well, I'm anointed by God, and it, and um, Idris and Tyler Perry knows. And if you see him, because Doctor Phil and Tyler Perry are friends, mm-hmm. tell him I love him." Were her actual kids on the her show? Her kids too? were on the show were because they, they were like, yeah, they were like, this is crazy. Like, this is not real. She's good. Her jeans didn't go money to this, and that's so sad. Oh, so that could be you, sweetie. Watch out, Neil. That's oh. what I'm saying. You're saying those are my my goal points. That could be me. Well, you just said that <laughs> in your wildest dreams you're gonna turn no. a gay man straight. Honestly, I he would be the only one that I would, but it would be a very serious conversation because I do not want to be pregnant. But I would have no qualms because his kids are so cool. I would love to be an Annie. Like there, I, I guarantee you, whoever he has right now is probably the best person in all the land. So he wouldn't want me again. Neil, the hand that rocks the cradle, just look out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you and girl. Don't listen to Tamu. Look at my resume and judge for yourself. I think the proof is in the pudding. You and danger girl. (laughs) Crazy eyes and all, I'm telling you. (laughs) At least it would be a story. The paparazzi would go wild. One that she tells from her prison cell (laughs) or her loony bin straight jacket. I wouldn't want to be in prison, so I probably wouldn't do that because I just read on there about how difficult it is for women to even get pads in prison. Well, you don't have to worry about that. You don't use them anyway. No, but they probably wouldn't allow a diva cup in there. Well, then you could do some prison reform. So I'm just saying that you yun, you yun. <laughs> doesn't work. That was the whole article. That's what it was about, <laughs> is that these ladies like get 15 cents per hour of doing whatever they do. And they're like, and we spend as much money as we can. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we maybe get 20 pads, which maybe wow. probably won't actually last the entire time. So they're reusing them and shit. And you know what, gals, really you need to invest in some she thinks panties. That just <gasps> oh, yeah, because, you know, that. prison will totally allow that. Well, I'm there. just saying like if they're. You could just, it's just a garment of clothes, so, like, you could get that in a cake instead of a file, get some she thinks <laughs> baked into the cake from your family. Uh, do you want to kill someone today, or do I want to make sure that I don't have to bleed all over bleed my orange everywhere. jumpsuit? I think I'm not mm. bleeding all over my orange jumpsuit, because that's unflattering. Can't I can't get them stains out. Unless you dye the whole thing. Then it would just be a style. Ew, but it would st- Never mind. It would be an art Guys, form. we have really <laughs> gone all over the place. Well, okay. So welcome to Bad at Love. Bad at Love. Again. Again. Um, bad at Love. Bad at Love. Bad at Love. <laughs> mantra. Bad at Love. Bad at- I'm you going have to, to get say it in. Trashy book nook all the time. Um, before we start everything else, we've gotten through some stuff. But let's do some housekeeping, as we like to call. Oh, so sweet, sweet. Um, this is our first actual real episode. Woo! One. So welcome. Um, make sure if you like it, subscribe, rate us, please. iTunes, any other podcasting thing that you listen to, but really more so iTunes. Well, yeah, sadly. Or I'm sorry, it's not. It's called the uh, Apple Apple 
podcasts. Podcasts yes. now. Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us if you want to. We do have a website that you can go to. We will be updating with random things in, in the interim of each podcast. Um, Remember, in- it's all bad at love podcast. All the words are spelled mm-hmm. out. So bad at love podcast on Twitter. No, Twitter is bad it's at love pod. pod. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just because we can't have that long of a name, apparently. Um, but email us if you like anything with it, because we are going to be going into some fun depth at this point um, to help you get to know us mm-hmm. and why we're bad at love. Um, and if you guys want to share, so then we don't feel alone in this world of our shitty It'd be really love nice because honestly, I feel like <laughs> someone else needs to be like, girl, you are not, you're okay, because this is how we all have felt at some point in time. Other than the way that I feel currently is that I need to be placed in some form of psychiatric ward. Okay. I've been trying to convince her for a really long time that that is not the case. So if anybody else can part Guess some words what? of wisdom, make let it feel better. You guys be the judge after this and let me know what you think. That would be great because <laughs> apparently she takes a stranger's advice more than she would take her By the way, I haven't done anything yet or talked about anything yet with you, so we'll see how (laughs) you feel after we start through this journey. I just know who you are now, (laughs) so it's fine. Anyway, so that is what we're going to be doing today on our podcast, is we are going to be doing kind of a getting to know you for us, so then you can know who we are, and um, as we continue on for... Too much about you. And then uh, hopefully we'll continue onward. Um, our next podcast, just so you kind of have a, a good idea, is we'll be doing tarot for our future love. Oh, good lord! <laughs> but right now we're getting to know on a uh, getting to know us. So then that way, by the time we get there, you'll you'll know why the outcomes of the tarot cards were as they were. <laughs> you'll be like, Molly, you in danger, girl. You're all in danger. <laughs> Tamu, I think we should start with you, and I've been saying this for a while because I'm boring as fuck. We'll see. I have interesting things that have happened to me, me personally. Mm-hmm. I shut it down so fast, so it's boring. But I, I would love to to do that. So we're kind of going to talk about childhood experiences, teen experiences, and kind of like early adulthood experiences and maybe at the end we'll talk about where we're at right now all in terms of love relationships yes fyi yeah so So, obviously we have more in our life beyond this fucking romance movie that we're going to be talking about it's not a romance movie it's really not it's a very (laughs) sad sad tale um so (laughs) this is one of those like this is us moments where you get to experience things. And I, when I was a kid, I kept jur- journals from um, sporadically here and there. I'm like one of these crazy notebook hoarder people. Mm-hmm. So I have in any sort of book that I have ever owned a page or 17 of them that are scattered throughout yes. of just like random scribbles of poetry or bad poetry or a thought or notes from people and even like sometimes I would write journals and different things like that but at certain point in time when I was in high school I upcycled that wasn't even a thing back then Uh um my trapper keeper notebook my god I can't believe you kept that yeah I'm gonna show it I'll put it on our Facebook or Instagram (laughs) so you guys see that it's legit of my life when I was probably 
15 through kind of went off and on. So from like 1991 to 1997 in that particular Trapper mm. Keeper. Or did you, when did you start journaling? Can I ask? Do you remember? Um, I have a diary that my aunt had given me. I was probably eight. Okay. So here and there. And all my journals are all the same. Like, I'm so stressed out. I'm like, I'm, I'm like wow. What it? It's like, I'm so stressed right now. Oh, no. Come on, what? Why? I'm stressed. But I was like super stressed even all this time. So you never so. actually wrote in there why you were stressed? You just said you were stressed. Well, I would know why I was stressed. Right, right. right. I, admit it. I didn't have the foresight to say, why are you stressed? Because when you get older and you can't remember why you were stressed, <laughs> you need to be able to inform yourself yeah. to kind of trigger that memory of like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it was something about junior high school or my parents or something along mm-hmm, those lines. Mm-hmm. Because it's or friends that stop talking to me for whatever reason, mm. or you know, you know, fun things like that. So it's probably the normal growing up experience. Like Truth. Okay, so um, are you going to start there? Where do you want to jump? Where do you want to well, start? Well, I'm with starting your at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start, since I'm still doing my Sound of Music. <laughs> um, this journal was written February seventeenth, nineteen ninety-one, at one thirty-three a.m. So how old were you at that time? I don't know math. Oh, well, I'm just I'm just curious, like if it was like you were 13 or if you were like no, I was 15 or okay. 16. Okay, 15, 1992, no, 16 because in 92 I graduated and I was 17, so it's okay. Mm, are you 15 reading, going on 16? Are you gonna read the whole thing or just like what I have highlighted? highlighted portions? Okay, so don't get I'm in my curious. way of my flow of what's gonna That's happen. Fine. I will inform I'm gonna, you. I am not going to then say anything else you now do. Sidebar, guys. Like, I also, because I didn't know who to, like, address these journals to, I addressed them to God because he would know all. Not religious, just a thing I decided to do because he was all-knowing and he would probably or she would be able to (laughs) be like, bitch, you crazy. (laughs) And so that's what ended up happening. Okay. So I'm going, I had skipped some stuff. That's it. My big week. Nothing happened to me as usual. Why should anything good happen to me? I'm ugly, fat, stupid, ignorant, etc. But once, just once, I would like romance to find my romantic soulmate. I would like to come home one day and find a dozen red roses waiting for me on my doorstep. When I got inside, the phone would ring and it would be him telling me he'd pick me up at 7.30 p.m. for dinner. I'd put on my red dress and my heels and be waiting for him. He'd ring the doorbell and come in looking handsome in a black suit with a white shirt and red tie. He'd hand me another red rose and kiss me on my cheek. We'd leave, get into his father's car, and drive into the city. His father's car. The restaurant is a nice place with candlelight and everything. We walk in holding hands and sit down. He tells me I look beautiful, and I say, stop lying. He says, no, I'm serious. Then, (laughs) and then says, you should stop putting yourself down. I say, okay. He holds my hand and recites a poem he wrote to me. It is beautiful and eloquent. After dinner, we drive around the city. The moon is full and the night warm. We finally stop at a beautiful spot underneath the bridge. My guess is a Brooklyn bridge. He turns up the radio. My favorite song is playing, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. I know that song. I tell him I had a wonderful night. He says, thank you. He then says, I have a surprise for you. Close your eyes. He opens a box and pulls out a silver necklace with a diamond heart-shaped pendant and puts it around my neck. I look at it and gasp. It is beautiful. 
I say, you shouldn't have. He says, why not? I say, because. He says, because why? And I say, I don't know. <laughs> I hug him and he kisses me, a long, passionate kiss. That's basically it. We just stand there against his father's car kissing, being in love. One can dream. Tamu. I think that sounds lovely. Uh-huh. It also sounds like the end of Pretty in Pink. But <laughs> Is that really what happened? I Well, seen, you'll be I'll you'll see that soon enough. <laughs> Next, Sunday, February 24th, 1991, 1.48 a.m. Are we noticing a pattern? Mm. Tamu needs to get her ass to bed. That's why she's crazy. <laughs> Dear God, today I went to see Sleeping with the Enemy. It was a really good movie. Suspenseful. Ground war broke out today in the Persian Gulf. Please let everything be all right soon. I want love. I want to be in love. Heart. I know I keep saying this, but I do. I want to be in love. I want someone to love me so much he can't sleep at night. I'm a romantic. I've always been a romantic. Scorpios are passionate and romantic. That's me. I want the poems, the walks on the beach, under the moonlight, walks in the park, all that sappy stuff. I want to kiss also. No bullshit. My hormones are getting a little turned. What does that say? A little tired of practicing on a pillow. <laughs> I believe in love. Even though I tell people they don't know what love is, that's because they're stupid. They hear the words I love you and fall for it. Who knows? Maybe I'll be as stupid someday, but I don't think I'm that stupid. I can usually tell when people are lying. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> When will I find Mr. Right? I don't understand myself. I want a boyfriend and all that jazz, but when I, wait, when I can get one, I say no. What if I said no to Mr. Right already? Hmm. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Didn't we touch, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't we touch the fire above? We gave it all for love. That is from Say Anything soundtrack. So we're going to jump into some amazing poetry that I wrote. Yes, this is the part that I've been waiting for, everybody. She is worried about this. I am not. I am excited. It's just, Teen guys, poetry is the best. You are getting a super amazing glimpse into my world. So we are jumping from 1991 to right. 1992. Okay. This is September 1992. So in that time period, have Nothing you had a boyfriend? Happened. Nothing has no, happened. No, I, okay. I, I don't have a boyfriend until 19. I just wanted to make sure that like there wasn't some like nope. huge experience that would reveal why this no. poem was done. This no, is just, okay. no, this is just... Nothing, yeah. This is called The Night I Lost My Virginity. <clears throat> it's a hot, steamy night in August, and here I am pouring myself a glass of ice-cold iced tea, sitting underneath an electric fan that is doing nothing but blowing heat in the room right back at me, and thinking of another hot night when we made our own steam. It sure did get hot. You and I in a jacuzzi kissing, touching, and exploring one another with sheer ecstasy. But that was all I wanted, and you wanted more. So you decided to take it from me. I remember how long my screaming the word no hung amidst the hot, thick air. It seemed like forever, but it was only a few fleeting seconds. You just knew that I didn't mean what I said, so you entered me violently. And when I cried out in pain, you laughed. And after a while, I began to enjoy myself just as much as you. We moved in such a frenzied rhythm, I thought I'd swallow my tongue. You never noticed me picking up the wine bottle. Unfortunately, I climaxed. You brought me to a place I had never been. I was screaming wildly and biting into your hot flesh until I tasted your sweet red blood. I forgot I had the bottle in my hand. Too bad I'd never realized I was hitting you with it. You slowly released me and floated face up in the scalding hot bubbles of water. 
I thanked you for the wonderful and miserable time and left. You know it was a night I'll never forget. You see, I lost my virginity and one you'll never remember. Dun, dun, that is my most favorite poem. <laughs> ever. Like, ever. Oh my God. I, that, that, I love it. Yeah. That's words. That's words. I, I know that you probably think it's not, but you painted a very vivid, wonderful picture that I could totally see as a short film. (laughs) And like, women everywhere would rejoice. Oh. Yeah, it, again, never my experience, but... No, but still, at that age... I've been writing, prior to that, I would always write these weird sex murder stories. <laughs> like, my very first story I ever wrote was a sexy murder story along these same lines, and so... With almost rape. This is a trend, or rape, this is a trend that has... Um, just followed me through, and I'm not sure why. Hmm. Um, someone who believes so much in love would also have this other sort of understanding of it. <laughs> I don't think it's as uncommon. We can unwrap that later. But considering the fact of what we've read True. and what I've talked True. about how many times mm-hmm. like I've read other people's work and how that is just a common theme for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's not unnatural. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Okay, so this, I feel, is really the best interpretation of what my whole entire, like, teen life, young adult life was like. Okay. And this is a poem that has no title, but it was written May 27th, 1993. So a year basically has passed. Another year has passed. So nothing has happened. Well, I mean, there's some stuff that had happened, but nothing happened. Um, Do not cry for me. Do not feel pity for me. Do not wish better for me. Do not try to change me. Nothing can. Happiness is a myth in my eyes. Romance is a joke in my eyes. Luck is a mystery in my eyes. Love is a myth, a joke, a mystery, and overrated in my eyes. Pain is real in me. Anger is real in me. Despair is real in me. Life is pain, anger, and despair. And that is real in me. That's great. Uh-huh. No, I'm just meaning like the fact that you were able to write that into a poem at that age. At that age, I was like 19. Still. 18, 19. Yeah. You got um, it out. You put it on a page. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're the greatest poem writer in all the land. I am not a poet. Still. I will say this, and I will preface a lot of this with, Throughout my entire life, I've had a journey of dealing with depression Mm -hmm. and um, having moments of suicidal acts and and attempts and different things like that. So all of these things are kind of intermingled into Mm. my entire lifespan. And as I now have progressed to a point where I'm kind of getting past that, this is all one big study in what mental Mm. illness looks like untreated as you go through your life. Well, I would say that a lot of that is normal. As I try to self-medicate myself through getting my journals out, writing right. my stories, writing my poetry, doing different things, trying not to feel like I was weird or that something was wrong with me per se. Mm. So it's just like this whole, like as I read, as I have had to unfortunately read <laughs> all of this stuff again, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, you know, you can see your patterns. And now as I'm in a different, completely different 
spot, I can see that whole landscape and go, oh my goodness, wow, if, what if we picked yourself up out of this particular layer of it and just shifted this much? Like The difference would have been probably immense. But it's fine, neither here nor there. It is what it is. All in due time, I guess. Can um, I ask really quickly? You, you can ask whatever you want. Through those questions, or not questions, I'm so sorry. Through those poems and those journals that you've written about everything, even though nothing had happened, did you have crushes and stuff during that time? Oh period? my God, yeah. All the time. All the time. And did you ever tell them or anything? Or was no, it like always no, no, no. internal? It's always one of those things of like, I want them to like me, but then when they like you, you're like, no, don't like me. It's just such fear-based stuff <laughs> Truth, that it's totally. just so funny. That's my, but yeah, it's just totally. always the same thing. It's just like all the time. Like, Or if someone just looked at me, I would be like, oh my God, I think they might like me. Mm. Okay, let me, you know, it was that kind of, it's always that. And that permeates throughout my entire life mm. up until I reread these journals <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> Let's just say I broke a pattern in the last, like, three months. Yeah, yeah. So that was a thing that had happened. So now we're going into 1994. Okay. Um, years passed. Another year has passed. I have met my future first boyfriend at this point. We are friends. Okay. But there's a, an, a journal entry that I wrote prior to this one where it was like, I want, I met him. We all hung out. Like, it was a super fun time. And I was like, I want him to like me. So there you go, right? <laughs> so then that sets the stage. But as we, so this is as our friendship has progressed. We're we're friends. We hang out a lot. There's that whole thing. Also, I have changed the names of everybody to protect them the from the realization that they spent so much time with a crazy person. So <laughs> you are not as crazy as you think you are, but yes. Ah, uh, okay. So this is Saturday, June fourth, nineteen ninety four. At 12.54 a.m. Still not getting sleep. Still not sleeping. Still a night person. Dear God, since May 11th, a lot has happened. First of all, I had spoken to Phil almost every day since then. Since the party, there was a party that I had gone to. Mm -hmm. Phil and I have spoken daily. Last Friday, we went to the Museum of Natural History. I'm having a lot of fun going out and talking to Phil. Right now, he's in Virginia with his friend at his friend's wedding. He said he would call me when he got when he got there just to let me know that he was all right. He called me twice and then he called me on Friday night to tell me that he drank and apologized for it. <laughs> oh, those years. <laughs> so fun. I hate to admit it, but I care about Phil. I know full and well that he doesn't give a shit about me. Who would? I have to get out of caring out of that caring habit. Yesterday, mom and I got into an argument about my relationship with him. She wanted to know whether or not I liked him. I told her I could, but I would not tell him that because I went of what I went through with a different person. And to hear another negative answer so soon would probably kill me. I said earlier that I want him to like me, and I still do. But both of us are at a stage where no one wants to jump in head first into anything for fear of rejection. We both also don't want any boyfriends or girlfriends, so we have each other. There are times when I would like to know where I stand with him, but why rock the boat, right? I want to go back and just like tell Tamu <laughs> to be like, you are beautiful and gorgeous and stop. Like, uh. Yeah, it's a little self-esteem uh, time of life. I know, I know. I mean, 
I know it's particularly common with women, younger women, but ugh. it's very possible he could have liked you. Obviously it is well, if he, he was did. your prefer. Yeah. Okay. So um, now we go into some more bad poetry. So I figured, you know, journal, poetry. Journal. We'll nice. try it. Nice. I stopped writing poetry as I got older. But here we go. So this was uh, April 5th, 1994. Gray skies, dark clouds, the color of your eyes. Cool winds, hot earth, the fullness of your lips. Silver drops falling from the heavens, the sweetness of your tongue. Steam heat rising, water penetrating the earth, the softness of your hands. Blue skies, sun rays, blooming of a rose, the loveliness of your kiss. Was that real? That's a poem. Well, I didn't know if like whether or not like you had kissed him at that time. No. Okay. Just curious. I'm, no, I'm wondering where you're at with your relationship and stuff. This is before this. So okay. this was someone else. But we didn't do anything either. Never did anything. Never did anything. Okay. <laughs> this was 4-8-94. Body alive, nerves on end, waiting, waiting. Body pulsing, electrifying, waiting, waiting. Skin receptive, body throbbing. Waiting, waiting, alive, on fire, burning for a touch, waiting, waiting. It's the reluctant virgin. That's me. (laughs) You wanted it so bad. I sure did, and it never happened. So, okay, this last one is um, written. This is... This is true. Well, sort of true, but it's based on something that happened. 10 to 94. What if I told you one star-crossed night on a bridge full of mystery that it is you I cared about? Would you laugh at me in utter disbelief? Or pat my head the way a man would his most cherished pet or child and send me on my way? Because you don't feel the same. What if I told you on this same night that I hated you for making me care? Would you get up and walk away? Or would you be man enough to ask me why? No, you couldn't do that. It would mean you cared. What if I told you on the night, how turning into the night, now turning into rosy dawn, that I like tomatoes? You would probably say, me too. I think that's a lovely poem, actually. So that's... I think, no, I'm, I'm, you know that I'm... Like I, I do think that that's a really good uh-huh. poem. Now we are we're we're leaping forward three years. Three years. So what three happened years. in the interim? Ah, uh, so Phil and I have a relationship. It's a very dark and stormy one. Ooh, can I ask about was the first kiss everything that you wished it would have been? My first kiss was not with Phil. It was with someone else, and it was in Central Park, and it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't your one wonder of, oh, no, my gosh. No, but it was also probably because of me. I was so nervous and awkward and, like, we were sort of in public. Because, you know, it's, like, in that picturesque spot where you always see the fountain and there there's, like, a kind of, like, a underpass. And it was rainy and all kinds of things. And we were had been walking around and talking and stuff. And then it was just kind of, like, one of those things. And then... As he kissed me, I did this and I was talking, like, is this okay? You know, it was just so bad. So, um, yeah, that was that awkward time. But Mm -hmm. um, I think with Phil, it was better. And I'm sure at some point we'll talk about, like, physical activities and those sorts of things. Like, it was all a weird, fun, and experimental time. But um, we really were friends at first and we did get to know each other very well before we 
began an intimate relationship. Okay. So, so how uh, long have you been together? Uh, oh, I don't want to say probably. I mean, we've been friends since 1994. I feel like 1995 or six is when we started to have like a deeper like kind of that kind of mm-hmm. a relationship. So you've been together for maybe a year, year and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and it started to go downhill for reasons. Um, <laughs> but it, it started to go downhill. And this was when the internet had come alive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, obsessed with AOL and like in <laughs> chat rooms all the time. All of us were. Let's be and real. All kinds of stuff like that. And so I was like in chat rooms talking to people and like this person, that person, that person, that person. Just like. What chat rooms did you go to? I don't remember. Random ones or did you have specific? Because like I remember like you would go to the ones of your specific interests. Sure. So I don't know if like maybe like you purposely went to. Dude, I d- it it varied. I, I don't even remember because it was like. The 90s. I have no fucking clue where the hell I was. But all I know is, like, I was. I found some things from that time period. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> every single. And I literally put screen names in, like, so-and-so, XXX394, blah, blah, blah. And then we did this. And then there are this person. And I was in a private chat with this person. And I was doing this. And then that. And then, you know, like, one of the first things that happened <laughs> with my next boyfriend was that, when we were still friends and just kind of talking on online was we had gone to like a prince prince had a chat uh, yeah and that was the first quote unquote date we had it was an online date it was just super weird and it's kind of did fun. you guys use the like quote stuff in there where you'd be like hh like holding hands and like that because kind of that stuff wasn't around in my time really really oh my gosh yeah. oh wow it had just come out when i was on Oh, no, I know. But you I just like remember in my head, five. like, no, I wasn't. I was using AOL when it came out. I'm shocked that my parents well, yeah, allowed me to. They didn't know. They had no idea. Because, like, I was doing chat rooms and shit like that, too. But, like, there was so much lingo back then yeah, that I we mean, still ASL use today. Yeah, I mean, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, but, like, HH. So I was just curious whether or not any yeah, of that no, stuff. Yeah, no. I mean, like, there were points in time where I was, like, doing some hardcore, like... Well, because your chat was different stuff. than my chat, obviously, just yeah, because of age difference. Yeah, I wasn't difference. in, like, and Sailor I... Moon chat rooms. I was in like, <laughs> So, Truth. you know. Freaks, that's how it all starts, kids. Start freaking out on the goddamn internets. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> okay, all right. So, it's been a few years. Year, year and a half you've been dating Phil. I meet someone else. Like, I'm talking to, like, so many different dudes online. Like, oh, I have a separate my. life. It's crazy. And I feel terrible because that's a terrible thing to do. I don't even care. This is so awesome. But I'm so like, but you know, you're Tamu, young, I know at that exciting. time, like you were probably like, this is terrible. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I am so happy. I'm like contemplating going and seeing people. And that's when I realized that sometimes people could have serious issues with themselves that they don't necessarily, they can't divulge. And, mm. you know, like you would think about things nowadays where you'd be able to figure that right. out relatively quickly. Back then you couldn't, you like mailing pictures to people and different things like <laughs> that because like you couldn't even like download a picture back then. It, it was forever. take forever to do. Um, I ended up talking to this guy and since now we're moving into my Minnesota time of life. Yay! The, everybody's got a super Nordic name. So... Oh yeah, did you even talk about the fact that all this was, you said Brooklyn Bridge before, but during that time period you were... In- I was, this is when I was in New York in the 90s and still, I was still living in New York at this time as well, but this is when I met 
the person who brought me to Minnesota. Okay. So, so uh, 8 17, 1997, at 3 58 p.m. So, hey, better. Mm. Well, another bomb dropped today. It's really weird. Sven told me that he likes me. When Sven comes on and says a private room, okay, so I was chatting with somebody else when Sven comes online. He's like, let's go to a private room. And so I'm like, I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) So then he says, I see I'm not the only one you're courting. So I told him I wasn't courting him. And he said, you're not? Now, thus far, Sven and I haven't talked seriously about our relationship at all, except that he wanted to get to know me. So I told him that, that he is supposed to be courting me. He said he was, and again asked if I was doing the same. So I said yes. So a little while into my conversation with Sven, he asks, why am I I courting a man who lives so far away? I told him because I like him. He's nice, funny, and smart. He called me an ass kisser. (laughs) So when I asked him the same, he said that he's, that I was interesting, smart, and he enjoys our talks. (sighs) Did I interject that this sounds a lot like your first journal entry? What you wanted? (laughs) (laughs) It was! And that's the whole thing, right? So anyway, um... Then later, a few beats later, he asks again, are we courting each other? I say yes. That's when things changed. He says he likes me. And I asked him if he was serious, and he said yes, and I told him I was surprised. I didn't think he was interested in me because he never said so. I just thought he liked talking to me. He says, would you be surprised if I told you I like you? I said yes. All right. Uh, We're learning more still that you, within this timeline, you still don't believe people could like you. No. I actually do have a poem at this point in time. It was written on top of a journal entry. Love it. In 1998. Always poetry. (sighs) He entered her life as softly as a summer breeze, entranced her heart like a sonnet, watched her grow, rising high like a phoenix, then soar like an eagle. 42198. I had stopped writing to God at this point in time. It's just literally that. And not even. It's like you learned your lesson. <laughs> not even days. Not even times. It's just like, okay, here, boom. <laughs> All I can think about is Sven and what I have to do now. How am I going to tell dad? How do I even have the nerve to go through with it? I'm so frightened, so scared of my, out of my mind. This is a huge step to move from everything, give it all up for him, rather for us. To be feeling like this is amazing. I feel elated and panicked at the same time. I wonder how he feels about the whole thing. I wonder if he'll tell me the truth. A large part of me wanted this week to go badly. This is when I was in Minnesota. Oh. Wanted it to go badly because that way neither one of us has to go through the huge changes to come. So you have officially, sorry to interrupt, you've officially moved to Minnesota for this boy. No, this was, we had met each other okay, and decided that we wanted to further a relationship. And, and now did I they... have to come, I have to tell everybody in my family because this is when I, I left New York without telling anybody except my friends, that I was going to, to Minnesota. Minnesota to meet a guy that I met online. What did your parents think you were doing at that time? They thought I was meeting a different friend because I had a friend who was traveling a lot. And so okay. I would meet, we'd go, I, like I met her in Chicago. We did have okay. So they thought I was meeting her. Okay. All right. I just wanted, yeah, this is good to know. It's good to mm-hmm. know like where you were at. So, okay. Yep. I don't know why I always want that to happen. The truth is I would be devastated if it did. I'm just glad it's going well. I will just have to deal with what comes next. That's my 90s. Oof. 
You are kind of a little rebel, and I love it. Well, I'm a secret rebel. Like no one, I had a very That's secret life. I had like rebel. five secret lives, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on in my world. Like it was crazy. I'm reading this shit, and I'm just like, oh. my this is amazing. This is like I'm a Tamu, your like memoir. A very person. Not at all. Only the best people have, I feel, lives that are well worth documenting. This is not a life worth documenting. Oh, how? Nothing happened. It was a lot of me pining and oh whining God. and all this crap. And then, like, when things happen, I have no idea what to do and I'm so scared to That's make That's literally everybody do- else in the world. Sure, it is. But you still did shit. Look I at what you did. did. You were just talking about the fact that you moved all the way, not moved, but like you had a secret rendezvous. I did have a secret rendezvous. You are legitimately a song right now. And Probably I Probably from like fucking I, Janet I Jackson. I took full responsibility for my secret rendezvous if I ended up in a ditch. I was like <laughs> in the airport going, if you find this and I wind up in a ditch, y'all, it is my own fault. I have made this choice. <laughs> And you, I cannot be mad, neither can you, because this is what I had chose to do. Did you, um, at that point, you mentioned before that you had sent pictures and stuff. Did you guys actually know each other's mailing addresses? So you guys were sending actual letters via also email, or was no, there none we of that? Were, um, at that point, we had, like, I think I had mailed him a picture. He mailed me a picture. And then we we had started talking on the phone relatively early on. So we would just be talking on the phone all the time. Right. And it wasn't, you know, we would just talk and okay, we'd talk for hours. I mean, I think when, at that point, yeah, you talk with everybody for hours because right. that's what you did. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was, it was a fun time. It was exciting. Unfortunately, something I'm not proud of is that I still was with Phil mm. and that relationship was ending not before I went to Minnesota. It was ending and it had just ended so terribly and I could have handled that so much much better Mm. if I just wasn't so afraid to be alone. Mm. It was kind of one of those things of like, you better find somebody else before, otherwise just stay in it, which I would never recommend anybody do ever. It's just the stupidest thing you could do. But at that point in time, that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. And so... Common. And he was a lot like my dad and in terms of some fun anger issues mm. and different things like that and substance abuse at all no. or okay not at all you didn't even really drink but i was like just i already dealt i was already with some right buddy like that in my family and i didn't want that again and and sven was a complete and total antithesis of that mm-hmm. so i thought do you still keep in contact with him at all like have you ever seen with phil with phil yes, yes. Okay, just curious. Mm-mm. So like after that ended, you pretty much just have never seen him since. After that ended, it we were done because I think he had found out about Sven mm. that I had the timeline mm-hmm. kind of overlapped mm-hmm. each other. I just didn't know if like he was still friends with like some of your other older friends and thus. Like... I don't think so. I don't think he's friends with anybody. We're not even Facebook friends. Like I'm friends with some of his friends on okay. Facebook, but we are no not even Facebook friends. I don't even know if he's on Facebook. But, I just was very you know, curious. About... I wish I if I could. Go back, or even if I could do it now, I would. I would apologize. I mean, yeah, we're in our twenties. At least I'm in my twenties. I'm super <laughs> young and stupid. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's my first relationship. It ended so gross. Like it was just a bad situation. 
and I handled it so immaturely, I would apologize for that. And I would totally not even probably be in that relationship now. Mm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the things that you do when you're young. And for me, unfortunately, I always felt like I had more sense than that. But as I look back, I didn't know what the F I was doing because how was I supposed to know? No one right. was out there going like, girl, this is what I did and this is what happened and this is how you should right. do things. And not that you should follow everybody else's advice and what they've done, but it's always nice for me, especially to listen to other people's stories and go, okay. And I kind of take bits and pieces of those right, things and right. then I apply it, but I had no idea what I was doing. Like, right. And I was so still feeling terrible about myself. I have very low self-esteem. I didn't believe in myself that I could do anything, let alone I was so surprised I landed a boyfriend and he was good looking and like all this stuff and and smart and funny and we got along and all of that. And can I ask how like he asked you to be or did you ask him? I think it just, I think it wasn't even an ask. It just kind of happened. It just evolved into that. It was never like he your first? Phil? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I know you've told me about your first time yeah. before, but I was just curious whether or not it was him. Yeah, it was Phil. I awesome. was a late bloomer, so I, I did not totally. lose my virginity until I was 20. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, and for me, I thought that was it. Like, I was going to be with Phil. Right. Like, I did a bunch of stupid shit. Like, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever <laughs> take out credit cards joint cards i did all of that stuff oh, like no. helped pay bills and helped oh, no. do that because he was down and out for a certain point in time like oh, no. that's how things soured it was because they were in a transition with jobs and stuff and i ended up having to kind of like try to help with that and make sh- you know don't do things like oh, that no. ladies this is stupid shit that i did so oh. and you can't communicate i couldn't communicate that i'm sure other people could but I was never in a position to be like, right. but that's what you do. Like in my family, you help people. You help the people that you love. I know, I know. You do that. And so that's what I did. So. Okay. All right. So where are we at now? Well, we're in the 90s. So I figured like we can jump into you. <laughs> 90s Mallory. What were you, like five? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Here's where I'll admit the fact that, like, while I had a journal from probably, like, age five. My mother was a writer Mm -hmm. for most of her stuff. She still does some writing and she still creates and stuff like that. But, like, it was very early on that she gave me a journal. But I have gotten rid of plenty of my journals and kept only a few. um, Because going back and reading, I was very unhappy (laughs) with everything I was writing down so I kind of did a purge back in my like mid 20s when I was looking new because I had stacks upon stacks when you're a writer particularly you tend to have a lot of journals and then you're like what the fuck do I have all these for and like I was keeping a lot of them for a very long time and then I went through them and then I was like uh <laughs> so I kept the things that I was like okay these aren't as incriminating <laughs> <laughs> it's the best 
the shit. <laughs> That's what you keep. You keep. All I the know, good stuff. but I was so paranoid. Okay, so I grew up with a brother who was very intrusive, mm-hmm. and so I was consistently worried that I was like, "This stuff. shit is going to be found and going to be read and going to be whatever." You should have pulled the lane and put that <sighs> stuff in the floorboards. I should have. I really should have. But we didn't have flo- floorboards in our house, what so it would have. Yeah, and we didn't have the fancy backyard of like. Ah, some sort of tree that had a huge <laughs> hole in it that you could hide stuff in. like. And I was like, I was one of those people too. Like I read a lot when I was a kid. That was like my escape to everything, which is very common I know with a lot of women, I'm sure, in general. At least on the internet, you'll see it a lot. I read so much that like when I read out these scenarios, I was like, that could fucking happen to me. I'm not going to be that stupid. Like you keep stuff in a treasured box within like the woods or whatever. And then I was like, that's just going to be found. So like very early on, I was like, I was getting advice from these like fantasy novels and like all that shit. And I was like, no, not me. I am not going to be that person. So the 90s for me, early childhood, best friend. I had a guy friend. I'll just say his first name. His name is Josh. Is that his real um, name? That is his real name. There was nothing criminy with him. He was like a really good friend. And then our friendship was destroyed because my parents moved. So it was one of those that's things. That's when you were in Zimmerman. That was, yeah. So that's when I lived in Zimmerman. Um, we moved to Zimmerman. It was sad for me because I had like two best friends. And of course, it was the neighborhood. And that was, of course, during the time when I was still considered safe. Richfield is not safe anymore. <laughs> Nowhere is safe. Nope. Um, and I mean, this was like, when I say safe, I mean like most people think safe is maybe on your same block. Back in those days, it was like, I don't know how Brooklyn was, but like neighborhood wise, like I would actually go like up this big hill. It was probably a good like five to like out, out of sight for sure. That was out, you know, to get to a friend's house. And that's just... That was okay back then. So anyway, so 90s for me, like, it was moving. I was a very late bloomer. I was very outcast. Like, I was not in with anybody. When you say very late bloomer, what does that mean? I mean, like, I didn't start getting crushes until well into my teens. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say, like, 17, 18 is when I kind of really... Why do you think that is? Because I didn't like anybody. <laughs> I was in this small town. It's bigger now. I was in this very small yeah, town. Yeah, but like not even like TV crushes or... Well, okay, yeah. Okay, like TV crushes, crushes and stuff okay. like So you, had, you were normal red-blooded American I, girl. Yes, I was okay. normal in that respect. But like actual human interaction right. crushes like did not exist. No, when I was like six or seven years old, I was like watching freaking Indiana Jones. And I was like, Harrison. Like, yes, I was very, I knew that. you didn't pull a me where it was like someone would look at you across the counter in the deli aisle and you'd be like, hey, and you'd be like, oh my God, do they love me? No, some guy would look at me from across the counter and because it was such a small town, we knew who everybody was and I was like, what the fuck does he want? (laughs) Like, because everybody I felt hated me. Why? Because because they did, they were cruel and mean to me growing up. Because why? Um... I was a very different, I wouldn't say that I was cruel and mean back. I am a very, until you do shit to me, that's when I'll finally like be like, okay, whatever to you. Mm -hmm. But you know, my brother was very popular and I was very like understanding of literally everybody. Like I had a lot of 
I, I would have so much sympathy and empathy for people who like wouldn't have friends. Like I would see this and I'd be like, why don't they have friends? So then I would talk to them and then I would get to know them. And then like these other people who were like, they would see me with them and then there would be the natural order, quote unquote, of things. And they would see me with these people who so were considered popular. fell into the different like lower caste. Yes, very works. much so. And then I would get so irritated and angry at this fact that they would treat me just because I would see, I was, there was a lot of fights between me and my parents growing up of um, them saying, stop hanging out with this person. Oh. And me being like, why? Wow, Just because. Really? Oh, yes. Oh. Of me being like, why do I need to stop hanging out with this person? Like, this person is a human being. Mm-hmm. And my parents being like, they don't have a good past necessarily. Or they don't have a good, you know, reputation. reputation. And well, me being like, fuck that. not a good reputation, do you mean because they weren't popular or because like they robbed a bank or because they were like huffing chemicals they were more it was more because like because there was obviously I I ended up getting like a pretty good crew of friends because I don't know if this is true of everybody but I feel like it is where like when you're in kindergarten first grade second grade kind of like the whole everybody like when you have a birthday party everybody gets invited kind of shit whether or not you're actually real friends like, you're still invited to things, and it's weird. And I noticed this, like, because I currently work a position where, like, there are, you know, you have a birthday party, and you do seem, they're like, oh, yeah, she invited all of her girlfriends. Mm-hmm. That, and I was like, they're in kindergarten or first grade. And right. versus where, like, when you're in third and fourth grade, that's when you really know, Who you really actually, you not, not you really know, but you, exactly, you actually, like, understand, mm-hmm. like, oh, just because we're interested in unicorns doesn't mean that we're friends, <laughs> like, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that was most of my childhood and teen years was of me not wanting to be friends with these people who judged and were terrible to these other people mm-hmm. and that left me this small tiny group and plus also in a small town there's not much you know junior highs is when I probably finally like end of elementary junior highs when I finally was like here's my crew of friends and they were all like they weren't like super popular but they were more of the smart or you know, she so ended up in the nerd group. Yeah, I was more in a nerdish group. You know, I was in the AP classes and all that shit or whatever. Yeah, I never had any crushes or anything throughout junior high. Okay. Nothing like that. Like, because most of the time it was, I don't know what it was. I don't know if, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say is there something wrong with me. Even if it was someone who was cute, like we would get a, the new guy in school. Because when you're a small town and sure. someone new comes in, it's like, Big holy shit. Yep, like, you know, everyone would freak out. And for me, it was like, we get this new guy, and he'd be cute, and I'd be like, oh, hey, this new guy, and then he would fall into group with all these new popular kids who, I mean, there was a point in time, I may or may not have told you this, where they stole letters. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, literally, like, I would give a letter to my friend, because, you know, passing notes is a thing, and they would steal letters out of her backpack, and she, yeah, literally, <laughs> like, this so is the kind ridiculous. of shit that would happen. And it was just very, like... When they would fall, when, you know, the new people would come in and fall on that, and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to be friends with them because I don't want that interaction. I didn't care as much back then. I know that it sounds like I had this terrible, whatever, weird, movie-esque thing. Back then, I do remember most of the time, they would say and do all this terrible stuff, and I would be like, okay, (laughs) have fun. And I, because I was very naive back then, too. I've told you this. We're like, I had no idea racism existed right. in a small fucking town yep. 
where there's barely any diversity and between what my parents taught me and like what history said, I was like, cool, it's all done. And it wasn't until high school that like I moved to this new place in the cities that like I started hearing and reading things in the news and I was like, what's going on? Don't people know this thing is like over with? Why are people stupid? Mm -hmm. And then they were like, uh... This doesn't end just because of a civil rights movement. <laughs> I was like, oh. More work has to happen as a result. So, yeah, the blossoming didn't fully start coming into play. Not to say that because of the media that I consumed that I did not have the same feelings as you did. Like writing down uh-huh. of things of being like, oh, I wish that I could have love. But alas, the where I live, there so is nothing that could be would here. would you say then growing up as a preteen teen Mm -hmm. you were also kind of one of those like hopeless romantics who believed it was going to happen as you open the door and you cross the path of eyes with someone that that would be the thing and it would open up a new world for you or was it more realistic for you of like yeah I see that person and whatever or was there that hope there was always a hope okay because I grew up on Disney Okay. And like, so I know that Disney was slow in the beginning, but by the time that I was so preteen and stuff, they were coming out more frequently. You're more Little Mermaid. Mermaid was my favorite and film Beast. and the entire okay. film, the yeah, like, entire everything. As soon as Beauty and the Beast came out, like my room, that was when they started coming out with decals uh-huh. for the walls and shit. Like that was my theme was Beauty and the Beast forever. <laughs> and it wasn't until we moved to Zimmerman that I was like, we are saving these decals. <laughs> and uh, obviously they don't transfer well. Yes, very much so okay. that Beauty and the Beast was like, ah, which is so unhealthy when you look back at the movie. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so but because I read so much okay. and because I was so ahead, like I don't think I ever read anything super inappropriate, but I was reading things like back in like when I was 10, 11, 12, that probably was meant for more 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So I'd read about these things in books. So my my imagining of the perfect mate would be, oh my God, we're going to know about each other. We're going to be friends. And then, holy shit, we're meant for each other because we know so much about each other. So it was more of like that was my ideal. Yep. And that became my issue growing up. Was, was trying to was being like every, capture that because I always had a lot of guy friends. Like my right. first guy friend was when I was you know living in Richfield and I had mm-hmm. Josh and I mean we moved away and stuff. But then I would get to know all these guy friends and then after knowing them for quite some time, I'd be like, oh my gosh, is this what's happening? Uh huh. And then. I, but because I was scared as fuck, I would never do anything, and then it would become this internal whatever. A very freaking occurrence for me was like years later, I had such a big crush on you. you I had either. such a whatever, but like I didn't want to say anything mm-hmm. because I didn't know if you felt that way and we were uh, such good friends. And me being like, thanks, now you're married. <laughs> It could have been great. Me. <laughs> like, not that I, you know, back then I wanted to be married and all that sure. shit, but like, it was still more like, okay, that's thanks for the the love. So it was the like the friendship blossoming, all that kind of stuff, and then me being like, is this a could it be? Mm-hmm. And then you know, I was even later blooming you. I didn't. I mean, like, it was, like, early college that I had my, like, first kiss. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, a kiss wasn't a makeout session. So I didn't have makeout sessions until later. And then, you know, mm-hmm. and now we're at where we're at now, which is whoopity-doo. That was she me flipping off. 
So, but the 90s, like, because I'm trying to think here. So, 2000. You can go into your 2000s. Well, I'm just trying to think of what age I was when I was 2000. So, was I? I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm trying to think now because 2005 is when I graduated high school. So... So that's like minus. So I was 15, 16. You're like a 12 year old. I know. So most of those pre stuff was me. And plus, also during this time, like I'm super into anime. I'm super into um, fantasy, sci fi. You were in an art school. I was in arts high school, but that wasn't until uh, 15, 16. So that's the same time. So, like, yeah. So, well. So did you have any crushes in your art school? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that was like I finally removed myself okay. from the terrible situation right. of all these horrible human beings, which probably isn't true, but like obviously mm-hmm. memory. Yeah, in your head. Um, that was when like, especially since it's an, a public arts high school, it was like all of us weirdos who were considered always outcasts coming together. Right. And then it was like me seeing all these talented people, people who like I would write down and be like, I want someone who finally is like – Unique, someone who doesn't feel like they have to make fun of themselves or, mm-hmm. or not themselves, but of other people to make themselves grow. Right. Like all that kind of stuff that a small town, typical small town, I should say, has. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, there was a point, like, with that note stealing thing, that, like, there was a huge fight that broke out <laughs> at a fucking dance over oh, this. You have to tell the story about the oh, dance. Shit. Do it, do it. Okay. Do it. So. When I was, this had to have been, because school dances. So this was probably seventh grade. And, you know, I had a core group of three other girls. Mm -hmm. And we were very close. There was always, like, daily notes passed to each other. This was also Lord of the Rings time. So it was, like, (laughs) hardcore legless. Like, guys. uh, before we go further, Mallory did find journals where she wrote in full Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. And we would write notes to each other. FYI. In Elvish? We would write notes to each other in Elvish. <laughs> Me and a certain friend, we were so hardcore about it that uh, we would write to each other in Elvish. Um, God, those days. I was so naive. Uh, that was the funny part too was because when they started stealing our letters some of it would be in Elvish and some of it would be normal <laughs> and uh, or not normal but English. In English yeah so I remember specifically I don't even remember her name but one of the girls of like the click group who would consistently I don't know why like still to this day I don't understand their fascination with having to do any of that stuff like I still don't understand if you could go if you met them tomorrow on the street would you ask them why? I would okay. I would have I, I legitimately would be like what was your thought process back then like because that sort of attention like there's so many different forms of attention and like to me I don't know why I thought this at that time but it wasn't like me thinking like they hated me it was more of like why are you doing this like I fully don't understand Did you ever wonder like maybe they secretly loved the fact that you could be so free and they didn't have to be no. They didn't have to conform. You just no. thought they were just jackasses. I just thought, yeah. Well, I mean, back then, you just thought they were assholes because well, they yeah, well, were. Well, yeah. Well, back then, I just thought, I was like, this is just a hobby of theirs. Right. to try to do something to me to make me feel embarrassed. Right. And, like, most of the time, I wasn't really embarrassed. Most of the time, I was like, fuck you. And then I would just, like, do my thing. So, like, I didn't Elvish. Fully... Yeah, right? I was so in-depth in my own nerdery that I was like, you don't even understand the world, okay? Like, I am writing in a whole different language. Like, I learned this yesterday. I learned two languages, okay? There was Dwarvish and oh Elvish God. at the time. 
<laughs> so we just chose Elvish because it looked prettier. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Um, <laughs> there was a point, I mean, like, when online came out and it was great and everything, when I found out that you could download Elvish as a key thing so you could type. Oh, no, you did in not. In Elvish. So. You did not. I didn't like it as much as writing it, so I, so I didn't use it online. But, like, oh it was God. a type you could download for Word. So, but anyway, oh so, yeah, it, uh, there was a point in time when these girls, for whatever reason, they were stealing our notes. And I only found out because, like, one time my friend was like, hey, I can't find this note or whatever. And I was like, that's weird. And then we just never thought about it again. And then the next time she didn't even give me it. She had it, but she never even read it. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I was like, you know what? I bet so-and-so is stealing our fucking letters. So that's when I wrote this terrible note that was also hilarious. Like, I don't regret writing it, except that I did have... I was not the greatest of allies back then, because I didn't know that it existed, because mm-hmm. it's all time town, which is an excuse. I didn't know any better. And so, like, the note was just... Finally, I was like, if they're going to fucking steal notes, I was like, they're going to learn. Like, give them something to fucking talk about. Like, there was nothing interesting in our notes anyway. Most of our notes was because we didn't have classes together anymore. Right. So we would literally, I would write a note just being like, yeah, I did this in English and I did this in science. And like, hey, next week or whatever, when we talk about, you know, Orlando Bloom, we should also have this. I have no idea what they said because I never kept Mm -hmm, that shit. mm -hmm. Um, But I do know at the end of every note we would write, I love so-and-so, like, because we were very obsessed. (laughs) But yeah, so it was more of like the, so when I found that out, I wrote this terrible note where I made sure that there was a rumor about every single one of those girls and what they did. So one of them would be like that that person was like horrible human being that, you know, was bulimic or something. And then I wrote like that another one, I, I really honestly can't remember that. The only one I really remember is because like I'm ashamed of it still to this day mm-hmm. type of thing where it was saying that this person was a hermaphrodite. Oh my. And so I said, I was like, yeah, so this person actually, and I have no idea where I got this idea from. I honestly don't. But like in there, I was like, if they're going to write it, like fucking A. And I and I wrote in the note saying like so-and-so like actually has a penis, but like this other school is the one that told me because they transferred or something like that. So I made it seem like even more people outside of the school knew about it. So I like handed it to her and I was like, read it right now. Because we're going to plant it. I know. Seventh grade, you guys. Seventh fucking grade. Seventh or eighth. It may have been eighth grade. But still. Like. So I was like, plant this fucking note so then someone can grab it or whatever. So she reads it and she laughs her head off. And then she's like, oh my God, this is the greatest. And I was like, I know. So she folds it back up. Which, you know, there's always a special way to fold notes, you guys. Oh, okay. I don't know if you ever did that in high school. But like, we learn... Basically origami for notes. Uh-huh. So they folded it up. She set it purposefully. I think it was science class, like on her trapper keeper. So then that way, like, and then she came over to talk to me because we had that class together. And then we both like sat there and it was one of those, it was like the movies where we were like, is she taking it? Can I say it? And she was staring at me and I was like, I'm just watching. I'm pretending to talk to you right now. Yada, yada, yada. And then I saw one of those women who, by the way, used to come to all of my fucking elementary school birthday parties. That typical. And then I saw her, like, slip it into her sleeve. What the heck? So I laughed because I was like, that's fucking funny. Like, I was like, is this real life? I remember thinking at that time, be like, this is happening. 
<laughs> and um, and then it was like a week, that week, it must have been like that weekend or something was the school dance. Mm-hmm. I was never one to ever care about the dances, but like I like music, I guess. I don't know. And I will say ever like from the get go of school dances, I have never liked slow dances ever. Why? Because you couldn't dance to them in my head. Why? Because you're not dancing. Like, all you're doing is swaying. And I was like, that's not dancing. So in my head, like, from the get-go, I was like, fuck this song. So, like, I would always, that would be my time to leave and go to the bathroom real quick or something until the new music would come on. But I was like, okay, now I can dance. Like, there's a beat and shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, at the point, there was another girl who wasn't, like, a core group of the girlfriends, but she was, like, an outcast, too. So, like, we would always frequently talk. And I remember... She knew what was going on, and she mentioned to me that she was like, I've heard some grumblings that are happening over there. And I was like, whatever, I'm here to dance. If they want to do shit, you know, whatever. It's going to be a rubber. I know, it was like. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a rumble. How dare you call me a hermaphrodite? So they had a gym. So there's, I also at the time, I don't know why this existed. So there's the dance going on, but also the gym's open for anybody who wants to throw basketballs and make shots. I, this is a small ass town, you guys. For whatever fucking reason, that's the thing. And so me and my friends, like, we went out onto the dance floor to go do something. And then their group of friends, they came up. The other girl, Heather, she was like with us kind of thing because she told me about it. And I was like, whatever, what the, whatever the fuck they want to do. And to be fair, this is a girl who had like kind of the not bad past, but she, you know, like kind of brought up in like a troubled home and like was frequently considered like the delinquent or whatever. So she's the one who told us like shit was going down. And these, the group comes up with us. The girl, her. The girl who stole my note Um, She was laughing the whole time, Uh which I thought was funny, Uh you know, because, like, her brother was actually, like, best friends with my (laughs) brother. (laughs) So it's one of those things that, like, I think she knew how fucking ridiculous it was, and I knew how fucking ridiculous it was, and I was like, like, whatever. (laughs) But these other girls who are truly, honestly, your your blonde hair Beckys were just mean, cruel people. Like, there's... But they came up and they were like, what was that note about? And I was like, and I decided to play the the, the part of being like, what, what notes? do you mean? Yeah, what <laughs> note? Like being like, you're going to have to fucking admit that you're stealing my notes. <laughs> the pettiness of a child. And so she was like, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, no, do tell me. Like, where did you hear this information? And they're like, you know. And so it came to a point where one of the girls tried to throw a punch <laughs> i had been taking karate i think by that point so of course i was like what is that like and i backed up or whatever and then i can't even remember what she said or i think it's because she threw the punch that i was like i know how to deal with this situation and heather grabbed me and she literally was like mallory it's not worth it <laughs> Like, this is so stupid. Like, it's not worth, like, you trying to get in trouble with this. And I was like, okay, all right. Like, she had, like, grabbed my arms and, like, pulled me back. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're you're probably right. This is stupid. Plus, you didn't have Vaseline on so you can protect your face from I know, scratches. I know. So, like, the girls kept, like, jeering and throwing, you know, terrible things my way, being like, you're a liar. You're, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, like, fine. And I was like, but here's the point of the matter. I was like, you were stealing notes 
from another <laughs> classmate that doesn't mean anything. So what do your lives say? Uh. Type of thing. <laughs> And then, and they were like, you know, angry. And then Heather like kind of dragged me away. And then my group of friends like dragged away. And then like we went and shot hoops in the gym. <laughs> Gotta let that anger and frustration I know. out. And I don't let think go. My, my parents knew because I ended up telling them what I did. And I remember my brother being very upset because again, it's the a crossover yep, yep, yep. with the friend. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was my high school and junior high. <laughs> Not high school, junior high. That was my junior high experience. Uh. Was that kind of shit that like looking back now, I realized like I didn't think it was a thing back then, uh-huh. but like now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> like that occurred in my life. So, I'm complicit in this. Act. I know. Meanwhile, I'm reading these fantasy novels <laughs> about these girls who are 16 years old and like finding out the love of their lives or whatever. And I'm just like, oh God, if only I could change into like a fucking eagle. Like <laughs> that stupid shit. <laughs> if people could only have magic where they can burn things and actually had problems. Like to me, I was like, this existence was no problem. Having problems was finding out you were a wizard and like you had to like have dual action of never letting a muggle know what was going down like that was my existence so to me having a fight at school over someone stealing a note was not a problem that was like a well and also you knew taekwondo oh no fuck taekwondo no i had ishinu karate whatever kung fu fighting (laughs) yep so like my nineties were were whatever, Your and then 2000s. In, and then into two thousands. Uh, that's you know that was more of my actual realization of like I'm oh a my woman. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Like things that I like randomly thought about because also I had friends who had crushes, but I never understood it because there were crushes on people that I was like, he's an asshole. <laughs> Why do you like so? He's a dick. Like me never. Or I had one friend in particular who. You know, age 13, had crushes on men who were like 23 who were coming into the household and me being like, he's old. You should, he shouldn't be liking you. Like me being confused. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, it wasn't until, you know, arts high school that that's when I was like, oh my gosh, there's people out here that I don't know and they're cute and, but again, never doing anything about it. So... I don't know if you want me to go into that or if you want yeah, to continue on I mean, with what you're going through. I'm at towards the end of 2000. So okay. you go for it. All right. I'm so. going to bring it home. With- <laughs> and I think that's a good point for us to stop. And we will continue the conversation. You stop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at the next uh, episode of Bad at Love.